It's our weekly update with the cross-country programs at South Dakota State. We'll talk to Rod DeHaven in a moment, but Ben Olson joining us, the pride of Coon Rapids, Minnesota. The fastest 8K time in Summit League history, Mr. Olson turned in on Saturday. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Okay, let's just start with this. You've been kind of a target on the back of the Jackrabbit men all year long. You knew that going into Saturday. Was it pressure? Was it motivation? What did it feel like going into Saturday's Summit League Championships? Um, I think overall the guys are ready and we kind of have learned to embrace that. Um, this is the seventh one in a row, so kind of the better you get, the more you win, the bigger the target is. And so um, we've just learned to deal with the pressure and um, anything can happen on the day. So we're, we realize that. We realize, um, you know, there's some vulnerability every now and then, but we were ready and we felt fit and yeah, we were excited for the opportunity. Tell me about the training process because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of people that can put up some, some low times in that group. So what's it been like working out with these guys as you try to get ready for this and see who indeed will compete at the championship? Yeah, we work out together every day together. Um, and so any day, any race, you know, any one of us can come out on top, it seems like. And so we're always like, whether it's a Joe Miner, Tom Brickman, Max, or Josh, like we're all like switching spots and workouts. I'm getting dropped sometimes. And so it's a fun group to be a part of. Um, just, yeah, like you said, so much talent there. So, What did the race feel like in the early moments as you started? Did you have a good feeling or was there a little bit of tenseness there in the uh, the first K or two? Um, there's, it was very loud. It was probably one of the loudest first Ks I've ever been a part of just, um, as Rod had just mentioned before this interview, is serpentine, just like going back and forth on the course. And so spectators were able to get to a lot of spots. And so they were crowding, crowding the course pretty well. And it was just very loud. And I look around and, you know, everybody's there. There's UND, NDSU, all the teams are still in it. And so there's a little bit of nerves in the first K. But as the race goes on, it kind of strings out and you f start uh, feeling a little more confident about yourself. So did you feel like you and your team kind of settled into a pack or were you all sort of on your own at the front? Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on behind me a whole lot. It was me and Joe up front and Joe was throwing in some surges, kind of separating the pack a little bit. Um, but it's two laps. By the time we came through halfway 4K, um, people were yelling at me, it's all jacks behind you. And so that was a really good thing to hear and gave me some confidence in where we were at. All right. Tell me about the emotions of crossing the line first, of being the individual champion. Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, that's the goal. The, the main goal is to have the team win. Um, but obviously, there's some individual glory associated with it as well. And um, yeah, it's special to come out on top of such a talented group of people. So. I know it only matters so much, but I'd be remiss again if I didn't ask. It's the fastest 8K time in the history of the Summit League. This is uncharted territory that you're living in right now, Ben. So what goes through your mind when I say that? Yeah, um, we've been racing on some uh, pretty tough courses, I guess, all year. But this course, um, you know, questionable distance, maybe a little flat. Um, but I guess we take what we can get. We got some shiny PRs on our T-first pages now. So. <laughs> so this isn't over yet, though, is it? Nope, not yet. We got, yeah, a regional meet in two weeks. So. Yeah. so explain the motivation now, because the Summit League Championships, that was a goal. But it was only one of the goals. Yeah, it's a. Um, we have a little sign we made. We met as a group earlier this year, and we created goals. And this was definitely one of them. Um, can't take anything for granted with the Summit League. There's a lot of good teams there, so um, winning was special. But yeah, we have goals for regionals. Um, we think we can get top three, and one way or another, finding a way on the start line at Oklahoma State again. That's the goal. The director of cross country, Rod DeHaven, is with us. Thank you for sharing Ben Olson with us to begin with. Yeah, it was my pleasure.
Wistra could have had Leah here as well, but she had some other endeavors with the media. Yeah, she had a pre previous engagement, apparently, that might have been a little bit more important than this. Hard it's to believe. more important than this. I know, I know. This eight minutes on the internet that people, nine or ten people come to. As El Guapo would say, it's more than famous, it's infamous. Yes, yeah. Deep cuts today. Oh, yes. Summit League men's champions, the individual champ is here, obviously, and Ben, we talked about it. Five of the top six finishers are Jackrabbits. We talked all year, this team's good enough, but it's a matter of when everything's on the line of them rising to the occasion, they certainly did that on Saturday. Yeah, they ran uh, very well as a group, and maybe the race played out a little bit different than maybe we would have suspected. Uh, I thought we would have gotten maybe more of a you know, push early on from North Dakota State uh, it seems as though that either our guys went out a little bit harder than, you know, maybe they expected or, you know, their race plan was maybe to try and, you know, maybe slow the race down in some capacity and thinking that we might only run as hard as we needed to and maybe make it more of a, a shorter race. Hard, hard to say. Um, you know, it's a good team and, you know, most of those guys will be back and, um, you know, it, it's it's fun to win and, you know, I don't know really what else to say in regards to that. It was... Um, yeah, it was nice to see how it played out like it did. You know, we wanted to keep a fairly close, uh, you know, spread between our first and, you know, realistically our sixth because, you know, some of that group, some of those pieces are interchangeable. And it was nice to see a Lucas Caminetti and Mason McDonald also run very well. Lucas, uh, you know, getting in the, uh, getting an all-conference spot after having a, you know, a huge summer of training and then really getting, you know, COVID and then getting, you know, just, just not having, having a lot of good luck and getting that all-conference berth and then Mason just missing at 15. So to have eight of the top 15 is uh, you know, a pretty good accomplishment for this group and you know, kind of rides the line of what we've been doing the last few years. And you know, largely it's been you know, probably an average of under 20 points for the last five victories, um, which is ironically the one that was probably our highest point total was the, the COVID year with only four teams in it. Ben talked about it. The first K was incredibly noisy. How did you think the team handled that? Yeah, with the way the course set up, it you know was start and finish in the same spot. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't terribly accustomed to moving around a lot, and um, so you had a lot of people congregating there. And so I literally had to walk about 20 feet, and then kind of just start yelling at people again. And and certainly we knew too that between you know UND hosting and the proximity of uh, NDSU's campus to the Ray Richards Golf Course that. You know, they would have a lot of student athletes and you know supporters there and you know it's and you know sometimes you can kind of use that to your advantage and kind of feed off that energy even if it's not necessarily you know in your favor and uh, again guys you know Joe and Ben really took charge early um, knowing that the course didn't really present a lot of resistance and as Ben alluded to yeah the the distance um, is a little bit shorter than advertised and um, but you know that's not really important and I think we've I've pontificated enough on this program that the sport has become too enamored with times and PRs and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah it's it's not what it's about it's about competition and head-to-head -head stuff and then you know that's why you run the races it was just about times and hey we could all stay in our little pockets run the races and send the times in right along with that no doubt there was a little competition at the front with Ben and Joe on who indeed was going to be number one in this particular race, and Ben's the one that ends up winning it. Right, yeah, and, and really at one point, uh, Daniel Burkhalter and Josh Becker were right there as well. Um, so, but, you know, Ben looked uh, pretty comfortable, and Joe, you know, after um, getting bit by the dog, you know, 
ran well. You know, there was a lot, you know, maybe physically there wasn't a lot that changed what he was able to do, but there's a distraction that comes with rabies shots and, you know, getting your leg wrapped and all that kind of stuff. So he handled it well, and, um, you know, it's, it's a great legacy um, that these guys have put together. And, uh, you know, as we kind of draw to the end of this and kind of look forward to regionals, it's uh, um, reminded a little bit of uh, when I first got here to university back in 1984. There was a young man by the name of Andy Bond, and he'd put together a group of troubadours called Andy Bond and a mess. And on their way to superstardom, their band broke up. And Andy quipped that all great bands break up. And now here we are, you know, this band will have to break up as well. But at least we have one last waltz coming up in Columbia. Sooner or later, they'll be in the where are they now files. Potentially, yes. Potentially. But. Well, that's for a future date. The current situation is that the men and women both had successful days on Saturday. Let's talk about the women a little bit. Second as a team, but Leah Hansen, of course, the women's MVP, wins the individual title. Right, yeah, Leah ran, you know, great. Um, you know, wasn't 100% physically, but, you know, as she told uh, Scott Underwood, our volunteer coach, uh, said, hey, wow, that was amazing. She goes, coach, it's conference. And that's all she said. And, you know, for somebody that's been in conference meets, she understands that you do have to, you have to show up on the day. And, you know, although the women didn't meet their goal, I thought that they competed very hard. Uh, we got beat by a team that was better, you know, quite frankly. They, uh, they showed up and, you know, ran well, um, had all the pieces in their lineup and, um, and were ready to go. Um, you know, and I think we probably overextended ourselves to some degree and maybe didn't have the race we wanted, you know, in some cases, uh, but you know, largely ran well. Um, you know, you happy getting second? You know, absolutely not. But uh, you uh, can applaud the effort, and you know, again, you know, the direction that you know a very young group of uh, student athletes took this year was uh, definitely a positive one. And as we talked about with Ben, it's not over yet because a week from no. Friday in CAA regionals, you'll be in Columbia, Missouri. Right, um, you know, tremendous opportunity, and I always look at it as an opportunity, um, as a legacy from the Division Two days, and then you know, being here in the transition when we didn't have that ability to compete for something that was meaning, you know, felt like it was meaningful, you know, besides a conference championship or whatever we were independent, whatever at that point. Um, that, you know, it's a huge part of the development tool, and you know, some schools at the higher level might see this as a meaningless competition. Um, but we don't. This is something that we can build upon, and it's an opportunity. You know, you should be at your best at the very end of the season. You shouldn't judge your program on how well you run a race, especially on the men's side, an 8K race at the end of September. You know, cross country is, you know, the championship distance is 10K. You know, we get an opportunity to run a 10K race. We feel like we might be better at 10K than we are 8K. And, um, you know, as Ben alluded to, I mean, obviously the goal would be to get to Oklahoma State in the national championships. It's a pretty tough situation to to climb up to that level. We would need, you know, realistically, one of the, you know, probably Oklahoma State or Tulsa to literally say, okay, we're just going to coast today and just do what we need to do. As long as we're fourth, we're in sort of situation, and they have that ability to do that. I don't think they're going to automatically gift, you know, Iowa State and South Dakota State that opportunity. Iowa State's a team that started the uh, – the season and, you know, at some point was ranked in the top 10 nationally, a bad race at Wisconsin, you know, and an okay race at Big 12s, 
doesn't put them in the conversation. They would also need help, and they'll have to go out and try and get first or second probably to get in to the NCAAs or hope that, you know, one of those schools, you know, decides to coast. I don't think Tulsa or Oklahoma State is going to coast. Um, so we'll have to go out and get it. And, you know, it's not a given that we'll even be fourth. I mean, certainly there's some very, very good programs. Bradley, you know, won the Missouri Valley. Loyola won the A-10. And um, those are teams that, you know, probably are would love to, you know, at least be in the mix as well. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of things can happen on a 10K course. And then individually, it's, uh, you know, the opportunities are there as well, um, you know, for Aaliyah on the women's side and, you know, probably Ben and Joe and, you know, it, it, it's uh, and a host of others probably as well that you got to show up and, you know, compete hard.